Hi, you're listening to Becoming Whole podcast with Claire Bradshaw, where I explore with my guests what it means to lean into living a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values. So if you're a seeker, a feeler or someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's get inspired together. Hello lovely people. So before we get to the episode today, I wanted to let you know of an exciting new workshop series that I have coming up in Melbourne. It's called Nourish You and it's exactly that. So after coaching clients from around the world over the past few years, I found that there are four key areas that have a huge impact on our overall sense of well-being and happiness. The first of which is reducing our stress levels and our triggers to stress and finding more ways in which we can move ourselves out of the fight or flight nervous system into a place of peace and um, nourishment and calm. Uh, the second of which is upping our self-care. So this is as much as about um, how we speak to ourselves as it is about how we treat our body. The third is having a sense of purpose and direction, finding meaning in the day to day. The fourth, increasing our sense of connection to the present moment through mindfulness. And that's connection to self, connection to um, other people, community, and the broader world in general. So you can attend one or all four of the workshops. The first one is Nourish Your Nervous System on the 10th of November. So it's a Saturday from 1 until 3 p.m. at Yoga Corner in Melbourne CBD. And this will be part discussion, part workshopping, different concepts, journaling. And then I'll also be um, introducing different breathing techniques that have been proven to take the body out of the fight or flight system straight into the parasympathetic, so the rest and digest um, nervous system. We'll also be experiencing different restorative yoga so that you'll be leaving this um, workshop with a real feeling of calm and settledness within your body. But you'll also have takeaway tools that you can implement throughout your life. So you'll be going away with not only having had the experience, but also something to take away with you that you can use throughout your life to really enrich it. So if you're interested in any of these workshops, please head to my website, claire-bradshaw.com and head to the events section. I really hope to see you there. And let's get straight to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Becoming Whole Podcast with Claire. Um, On this uh, podcast episode today, I'm actually going to be sitting down with my husband, my husband Tom, um, and he's got a beautiful story to um, tell. And I think it's a perfect example of, you know, a lot of the topics that we look at um, on this podcast. So around letting go, around going with the flow, coming into a place of trust and really relaxing into the flow of life and looking at ways to slow down and release stress. So just a little bit of a background about my um, husband. So he's um, an artist. So he's a full-time artist and has been full-time for about, oh, nearly two years. Prior to that, he was a graphic designer. And he's a real go-getter. He produces a lot of art. He's driven, passionate, and very much on um, purpose. And this is one of the many things that I love about this man. However, continuing operating from this yang, striving energy can be not only exhausting and taxing on your nervous system, but it's also not sustainable in the long term. And this is a topic I'm very passionate about, having also been in this energy a lot in my life as well, and then being burnt out when my body had had enough. 
So I've got Tom with me today um, to talk about the big revelations that he had on our recent overseas trip in Asia. So hi Tom, welcome to the show. Hi, it's uh, good to be here. (laughs) So tell me about um, how you were working and the energy that you're working from before we went over to Asia. Okay, um, well yeah, as Claire mentioned, it's been you know, just shy of two years since I um, chucked my job in to, you know, pursue my dreams. And uh, and it hasn't been an easy, easy trip for me because uh, taking on a new uh, career is like, and being self-employed is quite daunting at, at first. Well, it was daunting anyway, but it's, um, you've got to sort of have some trust in yourself. And so I fir- spent the first year really trying to drum up work and I found that I wasn't even actually painting that much because um, I was hunched over my laptop like, trying to work out where the next chunk of money is going to come from. And, um, you know, luckily for me, like things started to really open up for me in the second year. And, uh, and I started getting a lot of really good opportunities come my way. And because of those opportunities were coming my way, I didn't want to say no to any of them. And they were really starting to build up. And, you know, in the last, um, like just this year in 2018, I've had um, four solo exhibitions and that's like an artist is lucky to have like one a year. Um, and that's usually like the main focus of their year. But I've sort of gone back to back. And the first, you know, in between um, January and August, I had like four big exhibitions. And it was just a lot of work for me. Um, but they were all amazing opportunities. And I was, I found I was just on a, the treadmill of just, you know, trying to get as much art as I could done and at a high level as well, because the galleries I was, um, being invited to exhibit in were you know quite prestigious and you know I wanted to do my best and uh you know but because of that like I was creating a lot of artwork but none of it was selling at the moment because it all had to get into the galleries for and then sell for me to get any money back so um you know prior to the trip you know finances were tight and you know my um the guy I was getting my materials off you know I clocked up a really big debt with him and uh and it was just you know it was quite stressful but like really um exhilarating at the same time and i had had faith that everything was going to work out you know because i i believed in what i was doing but um yeah i was just i was on the treadmill and Mm. it was like i was running a marathon and Mm. uh and you weren't really i remember that time and it was difficult for you to really chill out yeah yeah it was like i tried to chill out i remember even going um like, you know, you wanted to go to Confest, so we drove up to New South Wales and went to Confest. And, you know, everyone's like sort of all peace, love and happiness up there. And I'm just sitting there stressing out going, I should I need to be back in the studio finishing these paintings. I think I had a deadline about a week and a half out and I was just, I just couldn't relax. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I felt that, um, you know, even on the lead up to going over overseas, like our first stop was um, Tokyo. And I had a, a big exhibition in Tokyo, so I was trying to get everything ready for that. And I remember you took a photo of me on the on the metro, uh, and I had a big folder with all with a whole bunch of art in there. And I, that, I love that photo because, like, look at me, I'm on the metro in Tokyo, and I'm on my way to drop off all this artwork, and I was, you know, feeling really good about it. But man, I looked exhausted, and mm. I'm carrying a bit more weight than I would have liked to, and I was just. Yeah. Like, wow, I just, I look depleted and I'm thinking, mm. gee, there's, there's so much I love about this photo, but there's so much I don't like about this photo at the same time. Mm. And it was, um, it was a real wake up call because, 
it was a photo that I was proud of to say, oh, look at this, everyone. Like, yeah, I'm, you know, I wanted to share it on social media, but I just like looking at me, I had bags under my eyes and, and, I, and you know, a bit of a double chin and <laughs> just thinking, Jesus, mm. I, I, I haven't been taking care of myself. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even though we talk about this stuff all of the time, you know, it has to come from the person, yeah. you know, I can't, even though, you know, I'm your wife and I love you dearly and I'm also a coach, I can't you know, make you do anything that's going to be good for you. And it's got to always come from the individual. It's always got to come from the person saying, you know, I'm ready to commit and really put in and, um, you know, do the work and prioritize my own self-care and my own wellness. It's always got to come mm. from the person. Yeah. Sorry, just mm. just adding on that. Like, because I, I exercise a lot as mm. well. Like I, I, I ride my bike every day. Everywhere I go, I, I go on my bike, well, you know, 90% of the time. And then, um, you know, I do yoga every morning and I meditate and I go swimming and I go running and I eat well. So all those sort of things. But I think this was just more to do with just the stress that my body was under. And I probably wasn't like breaking down my food properly or, or even very present while I was eating and just like sort of shoveling it in while I'm doing other things. Mm, mm, totally. So, and then also that, um, that cycle that is so easy for us to get into when we're so um, busy and we're quite stressed we start to feel quite tired and then what do we do then then you know reach for another cup of coffee and another cup of coffee and then it becomes almost like this um continual cycle that we go around in um, and that's not actually um supporting our systems or our body it's actually increasing the amount of exhaustion and the fatigue through the adrenals yeah yeah so um so tell me so we went um so we started the trip off in tokyo and like tom said we um tom had a an art exhibition in tokyo which was really fun but do you remember how i was really resisting being in the big cities um you know i we both used to live in london which is obviously another big city and I really found that since I've slowed down my life and really focused on kind of what's most important and how I want to um, live my life, I live actually quite a quiet life and um, don't need much stimulation. And so going to a city like Tokyo, which was just stimulation central, you know, so many bright lights, so many people, people rushing from here to here, um, you know, it's not somewhere you could get bored, but there are distractions everywhere. And I was really resisting um, being there. I found it really quite overwhelming. But Tom, how, given the state that you were in before we went away, how did you find, um, you know, the cities of like Tokyo and Osaka and Taipei? Well, I was, um, you know, my, my deadline for me was the exhibition. And that was only like three, I think the third day of our trip was the opening. So I was like, done and after that I don't know because I was been in such a um not a I wouldn't call it a frantic state but I've been you know you know feeling the adrenaline of, of the deadlines and everything um I was fine fine with it because like my big task was out the way and it was a success and everything everyone was happy and um you know I just got into the flow of being in a city because like I think if I had gone from there to sort of complete silence it would have been a bit bit of a shock to my system but I, I felt that it I don't know I just went with the flow mm. like so you know seas of people and all that so yeah because yeah just enjoyed it yeah yeah but the way I kind of see it is that I think that your energy was 
aligned with that freneticness of a city so therefore you know you because you aligned with it it didn't cause you any kind of uh feelings of overwhelm or anything whereas I think because I've slowed everything down so much in my life and I have a lot more quiet and space than to be around so much noise was just really quite um, overwhelming for for my system. And I found that to be quite interesting. Um, Because I remember just like, you know, we went to these big cities and, mm. you know, you just weren't enjoying yourself. Mm. It's like, oh, but we've, you know, spent all this money and we're over here and we're, you know, like this is our holiday. Let's let's just have fun. But you were like just saying, oh, it's just too, the cities are just Mm. too hectic for me. And Mm. I was feeling a bit the same. I was like, well, I think... uh, I think we need some nature. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, like I did, I did manage to let go of that initial resistance um, to the city, but it was, um, I definitely knew that it wasn't a place that I could spend a lot of time. I definitely felt like it wasn't a healthy place to be for a long period of time. It wasn't suiting me. Mm. So then towards the end of our trip um, for my 40th birthday, we booked um, to stay in a remote area of Koh Panyang. And um, in this area, it had been um, a place that had been recommended to me by one of my um, yoga students. And um, it's a place that, um, it's a kind of a resort that's um, on this tiny little cove. You can only get there by boat. And it's um, between like a dense jungle and then the beach. And there really isn't much to do other than go to the restaurant, do yoga, um, or lie on a beach. There, you know, there's not much else other than that. And we were there for two weeks. And when we first arrived, tell me, Tom, we arrived by boat and you realised that there was nothing more to do other than go to the beach, go for a little walk through the jungle or sit in the restaurant. Talk about how that felt from being really on the go, you know, busy, 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 to then being in these busy, crazy cities, to then be really isolated. What was kind of going through in your body and in your mind? Yeah, I yeah. For for me, it was a, a real shock to the system. And I've always um, you know, you're into yoga a lot more than I am. Obviously, it's your your career as well. And like I don't know, I don't I, like I, I do it to you know maintain the physique and stay limber and all that type of stuff. But you really embody it, and um. I know when we arrived there, I thought, that's fine. You can do all your yoga and stuff and I'll go off and make my own fun and, you know, hire a scooter and, you know, maybe find somewhere I can do some painting or like all this type of stuff. And that's, and I've done that a lot in the past when we've been somewhere, you know, where it's a bit more um, of, of a retreat. And, uh, and I, I, so I had in my head, I even looked on Google Maps and said, oh, yeah, I can see I can get around here. And then when we got there, I realized that there was, um, there were no roads there were you, you you had to hire a boat to get you know to civilization or even like a bank or anything like that and um yeah i uh, i sort of freaked out a bit at first and was like i'm stuck here for 2 weeks and i remember being a bit a bit annoyed with you just going you know i said you can we can i sort of said for your birthday just you know point to anywhere on the map of the world and we'll go there you know and it's, it's all on me. It's my treat, you know, all this type of stuff. So I sort of thought, oh, yeah, I'll get a good holiday out of this as well. And it's like, you brought me here? <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. uh, it's like, oh, what, what, you know, this is great for you, but what am I going to do? Yeah. And I remember just feeling a bit a bit anxious and a bit, yeah, a bit stranded. It's like I was yeah. stuck on a desert island or something yeah. like that. 
and like going, oh my God, what am I going to do for two weeks? And, um, but like, I think that's so interesting though, because you had anxiety on being somewhere that was actually perceived to be really relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is really interesting because normally anxiousness is, is related to like worrying about something that's going to happen in the future. Or I've got so many things to do and I've got so many expectations or anything. You are getting anxiousness from having nothing to do, which I think is so interesting. Yeah. And then <laughs> I realized, uh, you know, I sort of reflected on my life mm. and I don't think I'd ever stopped in my whole life. And when there's times where I have stopped for even just for a few hours or, or something, I've considered it to be boring. Mm. It's like, oh, this is boring. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be really bored for two weeks. Like, I don't like laying on the beach. You know, I like to go for a swim, but it's like, I'm not going to swim for eight hours a day. <laughs> and then, um, you know, you could only walk so far as well because there were some neighboring beaches where you could trek to. And, um, yeah, and I was just thinking, what am I going to do? <laughs> so um so i think i remember i think it got to like the second or third day and i was starting to ease into it a bit i was starting to make some friends and i was having good conversations and i was doing a lot of the the classes as well like there was um you know lots of meditation and and different classes they were doing and yoga classes and everything and so i was just taking all them on and you know filling my time in that way but I looked on the, um, I, I went for a walk to a couple of the neighbouring beaches and I thought, oh, this is quite quite nice. You know, I put my headphones in and listen to a podcast or something and go for a walk. And then I, um, I wanted to go to the, um, the big town to, uh, to get, go to the bank and I thought, oh, I'll get my hair cut and all this type of stuff. And I, I spoke to one of the locals. I said, oh, can you walk to um, Hadrin? And he's like, oh, yeah, you can walk there. He goes, it'll take you, you know, probably two and a half hours or something. And it's like, well, what else am I going to do? I'll, I'll go for a two and a half hour walk. And, um, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I put my headphones in, got a good playlist going or something. And I was just like, you know, bopping away, walking down, the, down these paths. And then, I, um, and then it just entered like a dense jungle. And I... Um, and can we just talk about the footwear that you decided to yeah, wear for yeah, had, a trek in the jungle? Well, I didn't, I didn't realise I was trekking <laughs> in the jungle because all these other beaches I'd walked to had really well-stomped paths. Like, yeah. you know, you just walk in a pair of flip-flops and you just just cruise along and it's, you know, it, it's like walking anywhere, you know, coastal. <laughs> so anyway, I entered the, the jungle and all I had on was a, I had two really big bottles of water in a bag and, um, and just a pair of flip-flops and some shorts. And, um, you know, a t-shirt over my shoulders. And then, uh, and these jungles just got, this jungle got really, really dense. And, um, yeah, to the point where I thought, oh, I better take my headphones out. You know, this is a bit, bit eerie. And then suddenly I could hear all these animals and, you know, movements in the, in the, the jungle. And, and then the hills got really steep in there as well. So I was like, you know, pretty much walking up a hill where you can touch, you know, just reach forward and touch the ground in front of you. And then trying to go down really steep, um, you know, inclines like that. And then, uh, and because it was so hot, I think it was, you know, just the humidity was ridiculous. I was absolutely drenched in sweat to the point where my, um, my feet were like squelching around in my flip-flops. Hmm. And it was just really hard to walk. I had to keep coating my feet in dirt just to gain some sort of traction. And then the path... Yeah. And then the path just got narrower and narrower and narrower to the point where I just wasn't even sure if I was on track anymore. Mm. And um, I remember I got to one point where I, where I had to walk back for 15 minutes just to sort of 
get you know work out if I was back on the path or not. And then every now and then I just had to stop and just sort of look and go. It looks like someone may have walked in that direction. All right, that looks like the path. And so I soldiered on like this for hours, and um, and I was tempted to turn back, but I was like, no, 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 I'll get there, I'll get there. And the, the scary thing is, is I was on my own as well. Mm. So I was on my own. I wasn't sure if I was lost or not. Um, I wasn't um, equipped with the right equipment, and um, and uh, it was just a bit of a daunting place because mm. there was all the animals and, and stuff everywhere as well you could hear, and I was worried about big there's big pythons and stuff. Were you and... terrified? Were there points where you started to feel a bit no, terrified? No, there, there, there was there was there was two two points that I was a bit um, that that really freaked me out. Mm. And one of them, I was like, I was pretty much had to sort of cut my way through the jungle, like you would with a a, um, a machete. But I had, to, I didn't have a machete. All I had was my hands. So I was just like pushing all these bushes and vines out the way to sort of make my path through. And um, in one of the, um, like, I pushed all these bushes out the way, and there was a wasp's nest in there. And they all, I didn't have a t-shirt on or anything like that. And a whole bunch of them came out and just stung me all over my body. And um, one of them stung me right on the end of my lip as well. So my mm. lip was all swollen up and I was just like, I, like my face was all numb and my body was all sore. And, and that was, would have put you into a bit of a state of shock. Oh, know? yeah. I was mm. just freaking out. I was just like, like I remember because my lips were all swollen up. I was just like dribbling and stuff going, oh, my God, like, what's oh going gosh. on? You know? <laughs> like, it's gone bloody hell. What have I got myself into? Yeah. And then, um, and I was a bit worried about snakes as well. And I got to a point where um, it opened up to this grass field and the grass was about waist height. And the only way to get, to keep going forward was to walk through that grass. And because, you know, I didn't have any, pretty much didn't have anything on my feet, you know, I had to just stomp my way through and I just made heaps of noise and just like, just, just plowed through. It wasn't that, it wasn't that big the grass like like it wasn't a, a long walk it took me probably a minute but I just stomped and just pretty much ran through it and then um and then after that I started to see like little bits of string tied on trees and things like that and I knew that I was back on path and mm. and uh but there's still but it was still really steep like inclines and and it was um it was just hard it was really hard going and I started yeah. to feel really dehydrated as well I, I, I drank by all my water I had like a little dribble left that I was saving for an emergency but I knew that I was really dehydrated because I started getting a really bad headache as well mm. and um I finally got to the other end and I was just like oh my god I just went and jumped in the water and then I went and bought a big bottle of water and I just sat there on the beach for a while processing it just processing it yeah going, that was that was a nightmare <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I went to the bank and I got my hair cut and did everything I went to went to do <laughs> and I just jumped on the boat and went uh, caught, caught the boat back around to where we were staying but on that boat boat ride I actually I, I looked at the jungle that I'd walked through and I was like oh my god that was that's dense and that's long like that's actually a really long walk and it's really dense jungle it's like gee I, I i didn't realize i was getting myself into that I, yeah I just do, thought, I do just... you think that if you knew what you were in for would you have still done it um i don't know if someone had said it's 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 a really tough walk but you know you but you just follow the path and you'll get there i would have gone for it because mm. like i'm up for a tough walk i'm up for a challenge i'm not afraid mm. of a challenge but the thing was it, was, it was all those other things, that sense of being lost, that sense of being alone, mm. that exposure. Mm. Like that's what really, um, because if it was just a path, like, you know, we go on a forest walk or something mm. and it's quite obvious that you're mm. on a path. That's what I thought I was, I was walking on. But 
it wasn't like that at all. It was all overgrown and it was, um, mm. you know, just, just jungle. Mm. And when I, um, when I got back, I was speaking to, I spoke to some of the, um, the Westerners who actually like lived in the area where, where we we're staying. And I told them, I just went through there and they're like, are you crazy? You know, people have gone in there and been lost for days. And I thought I could really see how that had happened. And then, um, yeah. And I spoke to a few people and they just said, oh yeah, you shouldn't have done that. That's, it's not, not, you know, you're not meant to sort of like the, you know, who told you that it was all right to do it. And I was pointing to the guy and I was like, yeah, he's, he's lived here his whole mm. life. Like he's, yeah. he's probably walked that jungle a few times himself. Mm. Like, cause he lives, he knows the yeah. area, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. Um, I guess I asked the wrong person for advice, <laughs> but, uh, but tell me like, are you glad you did it? I am actually. Cause I, cause it really changed me. You know, like I, um, I got back to, um, got back to the sanctuary where I was staying and, um, I didn't want to go anywhere. I was like, I was really content. I was kicking back in the hammock, just going, oh, this is heaven. Like, I don't, I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to be anywhere else. This is, this has got everything I need right here. And, um. Why do you think that you felt like that then? Because before that same place in your head was almost like, um, it, well, it wasn't paradise to you, even though it was paradise. Like you look at it and it's like beautiful crystal blue waters, white sand, you know, dense, gorgeous jungle. I mean, it is paradise in terms of when we look at pictures like that, it looks like paradise. But to you, when you first arrived, it was actually a bit of a hell in your head. Mm. You were resisting it. You didn't want to be there. You wanted to get out. And then having gone through almost like, uh, another hellish experience that mm. you thought was your way out mm. then suddenly that place in your mind then became paradise yeah yeah because I, I i keep myself busy and i've always kept myself busy so when people see show those um you know those uh photos of the the huts that are out on the water mm. in like i don't know vanuatu or wherever i look at that and i don't, don't want to go there what are you gonna <laughs> do you jump in the water you jump out and like what else is there to do <laughs> you know <laughs> but um so, so yeah, so the, those like ideal areas of paradise for me, like, like I like going to places that, that are paradise, but then there's stuff for me to do. Yeah. Whereas there, I just felt that there wasn't <laughs> anything for me to do. So, um, so after a while I, I really lent into that. I'm just not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to chill out and like, I've never chilled out before and I'm going to be really content with that. And, oh, the days were just flying by and I was just I was just in bliss your Um, whole energy body completely changed after you went on that walk mm. whatever happened in your mind in your body you let go of some stuff Mm. in that forest through I don't know Mm. being scared and being challenged and all of that you let go of some stuff when you came back you were like a different person but in the same place like this external situation was exactly the same but what had changed was something within you yeah and I really noticed it and you were it was almost like you had started to float you were like floating around and it's like just with a big grin on your face it was just so interesting to have seen the big shift yeah, yeah. you weren't resisting it anymore you'd no. given it in you'd let go you'd surrendered and then you were just like okay I've accept-. it was almost like you'd accepted You'd accepted where you were, and then you were like, "Okay, I've accepted it. Now I'm just going to really enjoy it." Mm. Yeah, well, it's like I, oh, like I remember even you know making the decision to go on that walk. It was like, "Great, I found something to do," 
And then it's like, oh, maybe when I came back, it's probably like, well, if they're the things that you can do around here, maybe I'm just, <laughs> just relaxing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But any, I, I don't know. It's, it's like relaxing like that is something that I'd never done in my life. And I remember just um, saying it to you every day. It's like, I am loving this. Mm. I've never chilled out like this before. And I just, I just felt so good throughout my body as well. And then I, um, I also started doing like the, you know, I went and got an abdominal massage and ended breath work workshops and started like taking like all the classes and courses I were offering. And because I was in such a relaxed state, like I was being really receptive to, you know, mm. the treatments and everything that was happening. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just like, I was, you became open to all. Whereas when yeah. we first arrived, you're quite close to all of the things. And then suddenly after you'd been on that track and you had found that sense of acceptance and kind of almost peace within yourself of being there, then suddenly you were more, way more open to, yeah, okay, well let's try all of the things. Let's experience, like fully experience what's here for Mm. me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It was really, it was really cool to have seen and witnessed that shift and to see you really slow down, but not just slow down, um, but to really embrace the slowing down, I think, yeah. was a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And, yeah, the thing for me, I remember because it was our, our closing weeks of the trip, you know, we'd been traveling for two months and it was just coming to the end. And I was like, wow, I hope I can hold on to this feeling while when I get home. Is it going to be good for two days and then I'm just going to get back into, mm. you know, the, the grind or the, you don't know, the anxiety that comes with, you know, you you spend a lot of money while you're traveling and you get back and you got to recoup that. And if when you're self-employed, it's, you got to, you know, I had no, no work lined up. Mm. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I've got to make, make something happen here. And I remember on the, the closing days starting to get a bit anxious again. And he's like, no, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to let those thoughts like, like steal this feeling away from me, mm. you know? Mm. And um, yeah. And even when we did get back to Melbourne, like I remember, thinking you know I've been away for for two months like what's one more week gonna make to to everything you know so I'm gonna pretend I'm gonna come home I'm gonna go to do everything I'd normally do on my working week like you know getting ready in the morning and going to the studio then I'm gonna pretend I'm on holiday and treat it like it's like I'm just popping in on a Saturday just to sort of tinker with a few things or I'm gonna you know just tidy it up and you know just get myself ready and I was so relaxed that I noticed that even, um, you know, work just started flowing to me. Like, like all these amazing emails were coming in and opportunities were coming my way. And yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not even trying. And this is um, all just naturally happening. And then I just started, I just started doing some paintings as well. And I was just like, oh, wow, I'm really liking how these paintings are coming out. And, uh, and then there was even people who I, I deal with from time to time and, you know, we butt heads a bit and, I don't know, have a bit of a rocky relationship. But even my interactions with those people were just going so smooth because I, you know, I just sort of dropped my guard and was just relaxed. Mm. Um, and just everything. And one, the one thing I've always had an issue with is is time. I'm, I'm quite, I'm natural, like, I don't know if it's natural or not, but I'm, I am an impatient person and I have been for most of my life. And it's something I've really been working on is trying to be, a bit more relaxed and, and and just less like trying to push to get somewhere instead of just, you know, just cruising to get somewhere. And I really took that on board. And I noticed that um, instead of racing around like a headless chook and trying to get somewhere, 
I was just cruising and just going, oh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll do this and I'll do that. I don't have to be anywhere by any time. And I'll tell you what, I was, I was more on time and, and arriving places earlier and, and just had so much more time on my hands from coming from a place of, uh, of real, just relaxing into it. Mm, yeah, totally. Like I definitely have seen in you that there's this, there used to be within you almost, yeah, this feeling of like there's not enough time, like kind of um, in the background. And then that was driving the way then you were kind of approaching things and kind of moving around the world. Um, and, you know, look, I fully get it you know for for all of us you know it is definitely such a big challenge however when you found that place of ease and calmness within yourself and also a sense of I think it was trust as well like trusting that what you know that the the work is going to come through and that you are going to be able to get things done and 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 trusting that rather than going I have to make stuff happen you know that energy and the two are quite different in terms of the way that you operate and then the effect that it has on the entire body one comes from a place of tension and contraction where you're kind of like oh I've got to hold on because I've got to make things happen and oh what if it doesn't work out versus uh, just relaxing into the flow of knowing that it's all going to be okay and it's going to work out and the difference that that has on your nervous system is quite profound Mm. yeah I've been loving it like and well, has it been, how long has it been now? A month? Six weeks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And um, I'm still holding on to that feeling. And every now and then I, I, you know, I slip out of it. But then I pull myself back and just go, mm. no, no, we're, we're all right. Like, um, let's, like, you know, if, if someone's, if someone in front of me is going, driving slow or moving mm. slow or I keep getting all the red lights or something like that, I, I just say, well, this is where I'm meant to be right now. Mm. Instead of like, bloody move, you know, come on, mm. get out my way. Mm. I'll just be like, no, 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 this is where I'm meant to be right now. Mm. And then and then just knowing that, you know, like instead of striving to be 50 metres up the road, I'm, I'm just, you know, happy with where I'm at. Yeah. And then I, for some reason, every time I look at my clock, my watch, like I'm always doing really well for time. Mm. There's none of this like, quick, get out my way, you know. Yeah. And I even saw, we were at the uh, South Melbourne market yesterday and I saw some guy that's racing around and it's like, wow, he's, I've, I've been in his shoes. Mm. And I remember him like, like just sort of like trying to push through the crowds and he gets to, you know, a, an intersection in the market and then he realized that he'd gone too far and he's like, oh, and he ended up having to turn around and go back instead of, and he was, you know, instead of just taking it easy mm. and then just take getting getting it right in the first place. Yeah, totally. You know? I think we can all associate with times in our <laughs> lives when things have been like that for sure, for sure. And sometimes you have to have experienced kind of like some, you know, uh, things going wrong in life or or to have been tested so much. It's similar to what you experience. Obviously, you experience it on a tropical island. Others of us experience it in our day-to-day lives and it just gets to a point where we're like, enough is enough, something needs to change. So I've had enough of this way that I'm operating in the world. It's not it's not serving me. And Or sometimes it's like the body breaks down and then that makes us look at, okay, I need to adjust something, something needs to change. And, you know, I think that um, it's such a gift, you know, to have experienced that. Is there one piece of advice that you could give someone else who maybe is kind of rushing through life at the moment always feeling that they don't have enough time there isn't enough time maybe they're craving for some kind of like 
you know, a bit of time for themselves, but they feel like they can't give it to themselves. Is there anything that you could offer that you think could help? Yeah, I um, like I'm a firm believer of you know giving to yourself before you give to other people. So um, <coughs> excuse me. So even uh, you know, even when I, I do look like I have a busy day, like I'm, I I might get up earlier just so I can you know do some exercise in the morning and, and do some yoga and meditate and you know make sure that I've got time to ride my bike instead of catching you know the train or whatever to the studio. But um. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of just sort of giving to yourself before you give mm. to other people. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, you're exactly where you're meant to be at that moment, and um, and just knowing that and believing that instead mm. of like telling yourself that but not being convinced, you just you've got to remind yourself that this is the way it is, mm. and then you can't be anywhere else exactly apart mm. from where you are right at that moment. Yeah, and um, and you'd say, yeah. would you say as well, this is a practice as well. It's like oh, yeah. some days it feels more easy than others, but the fact is, is that you keep showing up mm. and you keep practicing, even on those days when you don't feel like it, or maybe you're feeling a little bit more in a negative place mm. than a positive place. You still turn up, you still show up. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I catch myself out where I'm like I find myself in a rush, mm. and I'll be like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, like the, my old ways. And I'll be like, come on, Tom, you're exactly where you're meant to be at this moment. And I just hear myself going, shut up, you hippie. You know, <laughs> it's like, I got to I gotta get somewhere now. You know, And it's like, and then, I, and then I start laughing at myself and I'm like, all right, all right, let's, let's, yeah. let's, you know, we, yeah. we know what works here. Come yeah. on, come on. Yeah. And it's just that, that self-dialogue, you know, mm. and, and sometimes I, I'm, I, I slip out of it and it takes me like half an hour to pull myself back, you know, and mm. go, oh, and then I, I can feel the the pressure that that that's put on my body and all mm. my internal organs and everything is like, Oh wow. That's like, like what's that doing to my, my body? Yeah. And I've been doing that to my body for 40 years, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just feel that it's, you know, for me, it's, it's just how I, I'm, I'm choosing to live the rest of my life. Yeah, from that sure. place, you know. which is which is brilliant, and yeah. it's so great that you've had these own your own personal experiences, but also a, an openness um, and and making the choice to prioritize yourself and your health, and know that everything good, relationships, um, work, everything that comes towards you in life starts with you know that sense of self-care and prioritizing that because ultimately you know when you are in a place of exhaustion or pushing and striving and you know what what happens we become short with everyone that we're around we become snappy we're not enjoying life and it has an impact on our bodies as well so thank you so much it's so fun having this podcast interview with my hobby we have these conversations all the time at home so we were actually having dinner the other night we we're talking about all this stuff and i was like i've got to have you on the podcast like you know like why not why not have my husband on the podcast and talk about you know your recent re- revelations that have come from your own personal experience mixed with the things that i'm you know <laughs> talking about all the time in your ear and um, but you have brought them into your life in a way that works for you and I think it's brilliant Mm. so thank you so much Tom and um, yeah have a beautiful rest of your Sunday will do thanks for having me (laughs) bye and there you have it thank you so much for listening and I do hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some new insights 
If you're enjoying this podcast, please do share it with friends you think may benefit from the message. And if you'd like to rate the show and give it a review on iTunes, not only would I be so happy, but this will also help increase the show's visibility so that more people can benefit from the messages. I would love to connect with you, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is underscore Claire with an I and an E, Bradshaw underscore. I so totally can't wait to connect with you soon. Have a beautiful day.